0: SW Media.
1: beans. Hello.
0: And welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, July 19th, 2021. Today, the House Oversight Committee has launched an investigation into Arizona's fraud. It, as Arizona Dems call for the Attorney General to investigate possible election interference by Donald Trump, the judge in the Kraken sanctions case orders Lynn Wood to explain why she shouldn't hold him in criminal contempt. Current and former police officers are charged in a new Proud Boys indictment for the insurrection, and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates are embarrassed in Orange County. I'm Allison Gill, and I'm Dana Goldberg. Dana,
2: hello. How are you? How was your weekend? It was good. I'm doing. I'm doing okay. Getting through the days. There's just <laughs> there's so much crazy news. Uh, you went to you celebrated some pride this weekend. Did you have fun in San Diego?
0: Yes. This week was San Diego's Pride kickoff. And today was the parade and the whole big celebration. So I was down in Hillcrest with um, good friends of mine celebrating. So I am back now and in my quiet home. But it was really, really awesome. It was lovely. I love San Diego's Pride. I've missed it. I've missed it. It's so, so good. And yesterday, I got to talk to Mary Trump for like an hour. And part of that is coming up later on in the show. We talk about her new book, The Reckoning, Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal. We have a lot of news that we missed this weekend besides everything I just told you. Some other cool headlines from the weekend include these. Illinois becomes the first state barring cops from lying while interrogating minors. I don't think they should be able to lie while they interrogate anyone. Agreed. Uh, Two Colorado lawyers are facing sanctions for filing a frivolous election lawsuit. It's sanctions month, I guess. (laughs) And uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina and Oklahoma all reject private company third party audits like the ridiculous, good, crazy times carnival that's happening in Arizona. So very good news. You know, we'll go over that a little bit more in depth later in the week. But we do have the headlines I gave you at the top of the show. And we let's get to those. Let's hit the Hot notes. Hot notes. All right, lead story today. The House Oversight Committee, the United States Congress House Oversight Committee, has launched an investigation into the Arizona fraud. They wrote a letter to the CEO of Cyber Ninjas, Doug Logan, saying, (laughs) quote, we are writing to request information about Cyber Ninjas participation in an audit, which is in quotes, of nearly 2.1 million ballots cast in Maricopa County in the 2020 election. We are concerned about your company's role in this highly unusual effort given Cyber Ninja's apparent lack of experience in conducting election related audits, reports that the company engaged in sloppy and insecure audit practices that compromised the integrity of ballots and voting equipment and were questioned by the U.S. Department of Justice and evidence that you and other individuals funding the audit have sought to advance the big lie in quotes of debunked voter fraud allegations in the November 2020 presidential election. Americans' right to vote is protected by the Constitution, and it's the cornerstone of our democratic system of government. The committee is seeking to determine whether the privately funded audit conducted by your company in Arizona protects the right to vote, or is instead an effort to promote baseless conspiracy theories, undermine confidence in America's elections and reverse the result of a free and fair election for partisan gain? Do you it think it is? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, what election is invalid when they take the, the ballots and they take them to a cabin in the middle of the woods? I mean, happens all the time.
0: Right. And let's just take them up to Montana. Be totally legit. <laughs> Uh, The committee then discusses those three issues, the lack of audit experience, the sloppy procedures and the big lie. Then they make the following demands. For all these reasons, they say, the committee requests that cyber ninjas produce the following documents by July 28th. They don't have a lot of time here. Number one, documents sufficient to show all individuals and entities with direct or indirect ownership interests in or control of cyber ninjas, including but not limited to officers, board members and shareholders. Number two documents sufficient to show all the previous clients to which Cyber Ninjas has provided consulting services related to election audits. (laughs) That's probably going to
2: be a a short list, maybe not an existing list.
0: (laughs) Number three, all documents and communications related to the engagement of Cyber Ninjas for the Maricopa County audit, including but not limited to the purpose of the engagement, the scope of the work, the role of the company and the role of other individuals or entities. Number four, all documents, and communications related to payment or funding of the Maricopa County audit, including but not limited to the sources, amounts, terms and conditions of such funding and any fundraising efforts. Number five, all documents, and communications related to conducting the audit, including but not limited to policies, procedures, audit plans, strategy, staffing and personnel and security or integrity problems that arose during the audit and any interim or final audit findings. We would like the findings, please. Number six, all documents and communications related to the following allegations that have reportedly been considered by you or your company in connection with the 2020 presidential election. And then they list all of these things, all documents and communications related to formal and informal complaints related to the audit received by cyber ninjas from any source, including but not limited to federal, state or county election officials, cyber ninja employees or other individuals. I like that. Just sort of anyone. (laughs) Number eight. All instructions, directions, training materials or guidance Cyber Ninjas employees, consultants, agents, volunteers or representatives received relating to the audit. And nine for the period between November 6, 2020 and the present. All communications involving you or any Cyber Ninjas employees, consultants, agents, volunteers or representatives with former President Donald Trump, any Trump administration official, any formal or informal representative of Trump's campaign, legal team or political action committee. Any representatives of Voices and Votes, Fight Back, America Project, or any other funder of the Maricopa County Audit? Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Rudy Giuliani or any of his agents or representatives. Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, Patrick Byrne, that's the Overstock CEO, Michael Flynn, and Michael Lindell. They know something that we don't yet with the Michael Flynn thing. They go on to say the Committee on Oversight Reform is the principal oversight committee of the House of Representatives and has broad authority to investigate, quote, any matter, quote, at any time, quote, under House Rule 10. (laughs) And Donald Trump, key allies, by the way, could be facing a criminal investigation in Arizona for all this bullshit. Last week, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs, also gubernatorial candidate, Mm -hmm. wrote to the state's Attorney General Mark Burnovich to urge him to launch a criminal investigation into Trump over the potential violations of state election laws. Hobbs made the request after the reporting from the Arizona Republic revealed details of the high-pressure campaign launched by Trump. Hobbs wrote that Trump and individuals, including his personal lawyer, Rudy, and uh, GOP Chair Kelly Ward and lawyer Sidney Powell tried to influence Maricopa officials to stop counting. Remember when we got that Mm -hmm. to those text messages? Yeah. Hobbs cited comments made by Ward, et cetera, et cetera. On Friday, Attorney General Brnovich, wrote back to Hobbes saying, will you give us your documents related to allegations of violations of election fraud? They're like, we want all your stuff. <laughs> it's like, cool, bro. It's all on the Maricopa County website,
2: but whatevs. You betcha. All been certified. Thanks for asking. Oh Mm-mm. my goodness. Okay. Well, we're going to, to the Washington Post. So this is, uh, this is frustrating because when we say there's white supremacists everywhere, they are everywhere. A father and son who are current... And former Florida police officers and a North Carolina man have been charged with joining the alleged Proud Boys members in January 6th Capitol riot. That's according to a new five co-defendant indictment unsealed in Washington on Friday. So we have Kevin Tito, is what he goes by, Tuck. He's 51. We've got Nathaniel Tuck, 29, and they're both of Central Florida. They were arrested and released on a $25,000 unsecured bond Thursday by a U.S. magistrate judge in Tampa. And this is from the court records. Now, we got Edward George Jr. He was also arrested Thursday. He was scheduled to appear in federal court Friday in Raleigh, and that's according to those court records. So the charges bring the number of off-duty law enforcement officers, off-duty law enforcement officers charged in the Capitol mob at two, at least 20. And the defendants' ties to several Central Florida police agencies highlight the continued pressure on sheriffs and police chiefs nationwide to scrub their ranks of members with links to white supremacist and far-right armed groups. This is a big deal. Mm. An unsealed nine-count indictment dated July 7th charged the Chuck's father-son team and George with obstructing a joint session of Congress that was meeting to confirm the 2020 election results, trespassing, and disorderly conduct. Now, they're not charged with conspiracy, unlike some of the other Proud Boys, at least not yet. So George was also charged with assaulting a police officer, stealing government property, entering the Senate chamber with Kevin Tuck and engaging in civil disorder with Nathan Tuck. Now on Thursday, Kevin Tuck resigned the police department. Good. Uh, For, for Windermere an affluent bedroom community, near Orlando, whose residents include several high profile celebrities and professional athletes. So that's where he was a police officer in Windermere.
0: Uh, And he retired and, uh, should have many, many years ago. I indeed. Waiting for his 29 year old kid, the other Tito Tuck, to resign from North Carolina. All right. So we've been following the Michigan sanctions case against the elite strike force Kraken assholes. We covered the hearing, which did not go well for them. And at the end of that hearing, Sidney Powell took full responsibility for the entire suit. Because during the hearing, all of the players were like, This wasn't me. I didn't have my name on it. I had nothing to do with it. Yeah, whatever. But at the end, Sidney Powell was like, this is all me. This is my suit. It's all on me. You know, come after me. But then she went on a minutes long rant of election propaganda uh, supporting the big lie. Now, before the Zoom call, and this happens to any and, and you'll know this if you're a reporter or you've logged into any of these court hearings, there's a huge warning in bright red, bold font that says and we've seen this before saying you cannot record this proceeding and you cannot make any part of it public. Otherwise, you'll be violating, I think, Rule 38, some very important rule. So what did Lynn Wood do? He did. He recorded it and posted. <laughs> he posted it. He did. He posted to his nearly one million Telegram followers. And that's the he, what he did. The bulk of his posting was Sidney Powell's big lie rant. Now, a lawyer for the city of Detroit immediately filed a motion to hold Lynn Wood in criminal contempt for the stunt. This is beyond the motion for sanctions. <laughs> They're like, hey, he violated this rule, this court rule. We uh, file a motion to hold him in criminal contempt, and within 48 hours, the judge ordered Lynn Wood to file a brief explaining to her, Judge Parker, why she shouldn't hold him in criminal contempt for violating that rule. She's like, "You have uh, you know this much time to tell me why I shouldn't fucking do this." So they're all fucked. Uh, I'll stay on this story for you, as will Adam Klasfeld. If you're not already following him, you should follow him on Twitter because he will give you all the updates as they happen. He's there usually either on the calls or in the courtroom. So he's a good follow on Twitter to keep abreast.
2: It is really unbelievable how bad these right-wing lawyers are at the following the fucking law. <laughs> like, it is really unbelievable how bad they are. It is. This Is what they do for a living? It's really, really bad. Uh, you, you have a gift for me. Do you have a gift for me, Allison? I do. I have a present for you, and it's today's Schadenfreude.
0: schadenfreude.
2: Thank you, my friend. OK, after three separate attempts to hold an America First rally were canceled by Southland venues, organizers held an impromptu rally outside Riverside Hall Saturday. And a ridiculous fucking video by Matt Gates was posted on Twitter. Congress members Gates and Marge Green, calling her Marge because that's all the respect she should get, were forced to downsize to a small protest. I can't in Riverside and are now threatening a lawsuit over the cancellation. So the Anaheim event center was the third venue to cancel on organizers. Anaheim officials say they expressed safety concerns with the private venue and the operators shared those concerns. The event was also canceled at two previous venues in Laguna Hills and Riverside. And Allison, I think it might've gotten canceled in Anaheim because it was too close to Disneyland and there's teenage girls in the park. <laughs> that would be my <laughs> guess for Matt Gates. <sighs> oh. I can't. So Gates and Green, they both spoke a short time each at the impromptu Riverside event. Yeah, and you, well,
0: you know, what's really funny, too. You make you make the Anaheim Disneyland joke. Right. Uh, but I mean, what's interesting is something that was in this article that I cut out was because the city of Anaheim said, you know, we're concerned about what was going to happen at those rallies and what was going to be said that could be considered a first amendment violation and and somebody said hey are you going to treat the girl scouts the same way and my first thought was yeah keep the girl scouts far fucking away from matthew gates
2: yeah, no shit <laughs> uh, last thing i want to see is a venmo memo that just says cookies you oh, asshole finman's no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the story goes on this is a quote they may try and shut this is matt they may try and shut down our venues but we will take this fight to them in the courts in the halls of congress and if necessary in the streets which is exactly where he had to do this little impromptu um protest now hinting at a lawsuit over the cancellations green and gates uh stirred the crowd up and then they left supporters and protesters were gathered on opposite side of the street now, the rally was initially planned for the Pacific Hills Banquet and Event Center in Laguna Hills, but that got canceled there because we just want to stay clear of that, is what the general manager
0: <laughs> told the Orange County Register. Yeah, we just want to stay clear of that. We just want to stay clear of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get involved in that shit. It was then shifted to the Riverside Convention Center, but officials with the Rain Cross Hospitality Corporation, which manages and operates the city-owned center under contract with the city, they told officials Friday night the event would not take place. Now, according to reports, there were about hundred people. About a hundred people were there, and which is which is t- <laughs> tough. There were already fifty people there for another event, which is really interesting. Who knows? what they were going to see at the time the video's ridiculous they didn't take questions and as they were leaving they were being booed by the crowd it was pretty <laughs> pathetic i also don't know why they're doing an america first rally in california when their fucking legislatures in
0: florida and georgia go home and do your damn job i know well yeah they probably don't want to face their own constituents but if this if they drew all 100 of those people dana that is one fourth of the largest crowd Muller, she wrote, Drew, went on tour for the podcast. I just want to say, like, every time we charted higher than Hannity, I had a little I did a little dance in my head. And now it's like, you can't even get 100 people out. To I mean, like, when was the last time you did a comedy show and only 100 people were there?
2: Seriously, a bunch of comedians on Twitter were like, dude, my merch line is longer than that.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> i wish people could understand like anyone who's performed in any in, in front of any kind of crowd in any capacity will be like hey if if you do a show on the main stage at the comedy store on a saturday night that's 500 people <laughs> like we can only if you're in people. new york when i perform in new york at the duplex
2: upstairs it holds 100 in a very small little room yeah that is a pathetic crowd on the streets of Riverside,
0: yeah, for like big name Congress people. Well, and you know what's? Let's all assume yeah. Orange County's all always sort of been. We call it be, being behind the orange curtain. It was always Republican, but we flipped the shit out of it in twenty eighteen. We flipped that whole county blue. Sure did. And so yeah. uh, I'm not. I'm not super surprised. All right, everybody, we're going to be right back with Mary Trump. Her second book is now available for pre-order. It drops August 17th, but you can pre-order it now. It's called The Reckoning, Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal. It's an incredible book. I have an incredible conversation with her coming up right after this break. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Allison from The Daily Beans. Weekday mornings, the story begins in California. The Times... A daily news podcast from the Los Angeles Times gives you a West Coast perspective on the story shaping policy and opinion. Join host Gustavo Ariano and a diverse range of voices every weekday morning as they cover the critical issues like only a team reporting from California can. From immigration to income inequality, climate change to racial justice, nativism to technology. The Times explores contradictions and hard truths of the Golden State and the nation through a West Coast perspective. Plus, I personally put some beans on it that you'll enjoy the unique stories and in-depth coverage as much as I do. Through interviews and original stories, The Times, daily news from the L.A. Times, is the podcast you need to understand the world and how California shapes it. Because of an issue that's in California, isn't in your town yet. Chances are it will be soon. Expect award winning reporting, hard hitting investigations, and LA eccentricities from the biggest newspaper west of the Mississippi. New episodes of The Times are available every weekday. To listen and subscribe, go to wherever you get your podcasts and search for The Times, daily news from the LA Times. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Honored today to be speaking to the author of the new book, The Reckoning Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal. She also has another book out called Too Much and Never Enough. We just finished the book club. Please welcome Mary Trump. Hello, Mary.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: It's going. It's going well. I am uh, back home. I'm home from the hospital. Everything is looking okay. I I was actually running around today trying to get my self-care done. How self-defeating is that?
1: (laughs) Yes, you're anxious (laughs) to get your self-care done. Like, it does seem counter counterproductive,
0: <laughs> but I did it, and that's what matters. Damn it! <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you today about this new book, uh, which is available now, everywhere you get your books, and uh, I highly recommend. Number one, new release, and I wanted to talk about what prompted you to write it because you know you had such screaming success with too much and never enough. We learned so much from that book, but I know you and I have had conversations about. You know, what now? And so I was wondering if that sort of what sort of motivated you to to go on to another book.
1: First of all, it's great to be back. I I don't think I've spoken with you for a while on The Daily Beans. You've been writing a book. (laughs) I I have been writing a book. Yeah, it was quite something. Um, And also, I didn't have a lot of time in which to do it. I think I started in uh, December, which is insane, and finished in at the end of April. (laughs) <laughs> so um and the difference between this book and the first one well there are a lot of differences but you know this one was much more research driven as opposed to experiential so um that was pretty time consuming as well but what prompted me to write it uh there were a couple of things um first of all i got the idea for it back in september october 2020 when the election was still looming And it had become clear that covid was not ending and that if Donald had managed to steal his way into the Oval Office for another four years, it probably never would. You know, but more than that, so, you know, that was obviously stressful um, worrying about what was going to happen either way, like no matter who got into the White House, uh, it was going to be bad. And what I was focused on at the time was um, what's going to happen when it, this is ever over, when people start emerging from COVID isolation. Um, what what is going to be going on with the state of uh, people's mental health in this country? So that, that was the starting point. And I felt like, you know, because of the first book I had a platform and it was really important to me to use it in a way that would, um, help. Right. Um, I was really grateful that even in, you know, October, November of last year, people still seem to be interested in, in getting my take on things. And I thought didn't want to squander that. Um, so, um, I think at some point I had thought of maybe writing an, another memoir, but it's like, that's not, that's not useful <laughs> right now. You know, we're dealing with what will be the greatest mental health crisis. I think this country's ever seen. We're not prepared for it. Um, my, um, fabulous uncle has managed to, um, polarize this country in a way it's never been, I don't think since, uh, the civil war and the div- divisiveness among us is pretty terrifying. So we're all going to be, but regardless of you know, what party you belong to, we're all going to be suffering. And now we see where that division has led us, right? We're going we're we're to be going back into lockdown uh, any week now, I'm guessing. So that's where I started with it. And then with all the other stuff, Biden won, that's great. Um, but then things like January 6th insurrection happened. Like, you know what? I need to take a step back. I cannot write 330 million separate uh, treatment plans. <laughs> There's really no useful way to talk about mental health in that context because it's, it's so complicated and it's so individual. So I thought instead, you know what? Let, let's figure out what, how we got here. And I, not that this is this is a unique observation, but I realize the extent to which two things were largely responsible for where we are. The first, from this country's inception, we're at least going back to Robert E. Lee, we've never held a powerful white man accountable, uh, which has paved the way for Donald. And we have continued to embrace white supremacy. You know, white supremacy is, is essentially a platform of one of our two major political parties at this point. And by pretending that that's something that's in the past, we just keep perpetuating um, the various serious problems that um, we've been facing and never dealt with. You know, I would say that we have not only have we never uh, acknowledged, uh, sorry, atoned for uh, the racism and the white supremacy. We've ne- we we barely acknowledge it, you know, and um, so those two things I think paved the way for autocratic, incompetent people like Donald uh, to get as far his, as he's gotten.
0: Yeah, and you know, additionally, and I honestly I think that the pandemic still hasn't ended for the unvaccinated, who who I imagine are largely Donald supporters. Because you know we're seeing the statistics, ninety nine point three percent of hospitalized people for COVID are unvaccinated. But a lot of the folks I've talked to, who you know, when we were opening up, and you know, like you said, we're 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 headed for another lockdown probably. But you know, as we were opening up, CDC was saying you don't have to wear masks indoors anymore if you're vaccinated. Go travel, do the thing. A lot of folks were very uh, hesitant, and I don't think that we were given any time to process that trauma or to even grieve the 600,000 plus people that we've lost as a country. You know, I remember being given space and time to grieve 9-11, for example. We were given that public space and that public time. And I don't feel like we've had that opportunity. And I think a lot of people are suffering because of it.
1: Well, you know, how do you heal from trauma while you're Actively being traumatized, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I felt writing the book. <laughs> it's it's impossible. And you're right, um, because of how this is has unfolded, there has been no space because the problems never stopped, on the one hand. And secondly, even now, it's being very, very poorly handled. Uh, the fact that New York, for example, where I live, which was like a nightmarish hellscape slightly more than a year ago, and I'm not exaggerating, it was terrifying to be here, just opened up, you know? So, um, on the one hand, I think it's wildly irresponsible just from a, you know, health standpoint, you know, a, a COVID standpoint, but, you know, there was no easing back in, like you're saying. So how do you go from, I haven't seen another human being in a year and a half to, oh my God, like everybody's in the grocery store now. Everybody's uh, on the subway. I mean, luckily in New York, well, that's changed a little bit. But initially, most people still wore masks. Uh, people still do on public transportation, which is great. But I'm guessing that's not the case in the rest of the world. But it's it's really destabilizing, especially for people you know who have social anxiety to begin with. Uh, even for people who didn't, you know, because we don't know how people are going to react. You know, we've got people who would de- describe themselves as as extroverts who were terrified to be around people now yeah. or introverts who were like desperate for for being in the, the physical presence of other people. We're going to be looking at enormous amounts of PTSD and depression and substance addiction and, and uh, you know, um, physical health problems because uh, everybody's been so sedentary and eating so badly and drinking too much, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, when I think by opening back up the way we have, uh, which was quite dis- disappointing considering I thought, you know, this, administ- well, this administration is infinitely superior and preferable. However, I really thought that the people... In the administration who handle these things would be better at it. And it it was pretty disappointing because, one, look where we are now vis-a-vis COVID. But two, it's just another stressor. You know, you you talked earlier about, you know, being under all the stress to go get your (laughs) self-care. And it's kind of like that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah and I mean you add that on top of an already existing shortage of mental health care in in this country people going into this with with issues already let alone coming out with new ones but you know you said extroverts who don't want to be around people that's me i like the first couple months of of lockdown i was going i was it was so hard because i was alone by myself and that's it and i'm a totally extroverted person i thrive off of physical human interaction and lots of it. And then now, you know, I'm invited to go somewhere and I'd rather really not because it drains me of of energy. I feel like I got into a, a rhythm where I knew how to self-soothe and energize myself as an alone person. And now it's too much.
1: Yeah. And. You know, there's no way to know. Right. Until (laughs) until you get into those situations. And that's part of the problem for people who haven't experienced these things before. I mean, obviously, none of us has experienced a a pandemic and a lockdown and, you know, living in a government determined to kill as many of us as possible, especially if we're Democrats and people of color. But um, and obviously I'm talking about the last administration, not this one. But it's the it's the. Unexpectedness—it's not knowing what's going to happen. I—I I have complex PTSD. I've had had it for a very long time. I know you have PTSD, so like I know. Obviously, it's not because of COVID. It it long uh, predates COVID, so I I know what to look for. I'm not necessarily saying that I can do anything about it, but like I know when I'm dissociating, and that's some comfort, right? Like I know when a really bad anxiety attack is coming on and I can most of the time defuse that, but if you've never experienced that before, you know, that it also is going to add to the, the stress and the terror. And because, you know, think about how sustained it's, it's been uh, the levels of fear and anxiety, even if they don't result in, um, you know, a diagnosable psychiatric disorder it's going, it, it's taken a toll mm. one way or another.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I've been living with PTSD PTS for a couple of decades. I'm I'm pretty good at recognizing when I'm having a panic attack, when I'm dissociating, when, and calling it out, doing the evidentiary thing in my head where I list off the evidence to try to talk myself out of irrational thoughts, et cetera. Uh-huh. But people who are new to that, it, it, it has to be extremely disorienting. I've talked to so many people who are like, the weirdest thing happened to me the other day. I got really dizzy. My vision narrowed. I had to sit down and my heart was racing. What is that? Am I in menopause? I'm like, that sounds like it's to me sounds like a panic attack. They're yeah. like, Well, I, but I don't have any panic disorders, you know. And it's it's like, right. well, you know, we've been hit with this fire hose of assholery <laughs> nonstop for four years. Right. So it's it you like you said, it has to take a toll. Hey, I have to take a quick break, but I want to continue this conversation. Will you stay with me? Absolutely. Thanks. Everybody will be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG from The Beans. Recently I made the investment to upgrade my mattress to get a better sleep. I also quickly realized I needed to put just as much thought and care into the sheets that I'm sleeping on night after night. I did the research and for the cream of the crop, it's Bowl & Branch. Bowl & Branch knows high quality sleep doesn't stop at your mattress. They started with a mission to produce the highest quality sheets on the market and make the world a better place in the process. The ultra soft organic sheets are transparently sourced and produced in safe, fair conditions. I love that about them. Today, they're still the best choice for anyone who wants comfort that lasts. My Bolan Brand sheets look and feel amazing. The ultra refined luxe fabric I picked out is distinguished by its spectacular drape and its silken feel, which I really, really love against my skin. So if you're looking to upgrade, I highly recommend checking out Bowl & Branch for their incredible variety and quality. Their signature hem sheets are beloved bestsellers for good reason. They get softer with every wash. Buttery soft, lightweight, in 100% organic cotton sateen weave. It's perfect for all seasons. It comes in a variety of colors and in all sizes, from twin up to cow king. Made to a higher standard with toxin-free processes and fair trade certification to ensure workers are paid fair living wages. To experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bolin Branch. You can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. And my listeners get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code DAILYBEANS at BolinBranch.com. That's Boland Branch B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H dot com and use promo code Daily Beans. And today's episode is also brought to you by Blue Blocks. I used to get the worst headaches and tired, sore eyes after staring at the computer and screens all day. Thankfully, I found the solution to my computer blues and the answer is Blue Blocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X. They have a variety of amazing glasses. They're very, very stylish and they solve all these very specific problems. I got the blue light computer glasses for headaches, sore eyes, and digital eye strain, and they also help solve watery eyes and fatigue. And they have the Summer Glow blue light glasses with yellow lenses to help with migraines, stress, anxiety, and low mood. The Sleep Plus blue light blocking glasses have amber lenses that help with poor sleep, fatigue, low energy, and jet lag. They're so good at jet lag. These are science-backed, technology-designed glasses, and they're tested to ensure they really work unlike other blue light glasses blue blocks stylish frames have been featured in qc and vogue so they look great too i really love mine they've really helped me with digital eye strain and headaches since wearing the blue blocks blue light computer glasses i can work on the computer all day and still feel amazing with glasses for every need blue blocks glasses come in non-prescription prescription prescription and reading options blue blocks ship worldwide in rapid time and they always have easy returns and exchanges their customer service is amazing So go to BlueBlocks.com slash DailyBeans and use coupon code DailyBeans, all one word, to save 15%. That's BlueBlocks, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com slash DailyBeans. And again, use coupon code DailyBeans at checkout to save 15%. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're talking with Mary Trump. Her new book, The Reckoning, Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal, is out now, hardcover, pre-order. August 17th is drops. So everybody jump on wherever you get your books and get it. And before the break, we were talking about people being unprepared to handle opening back up or having the the fire hose shit show turn off and, you know, leave. us. I remember when I was getting ready to flee from an abusive relationship. And right before that happened, the abuser went into the hospital for three weeks, almost a month. And over those weeks, I was like, hey, it's really nice here right now. I can bring my cat indoors i wasn't supposed to do that i can use a gray towel instead of a white towel i can go and see my friends and have lunch without having to draw a map and check in and so you you start realizing that but it at the same time it, it felt freeing but it was also very terrifying and i that was inexplicable to me but i imagine some sort of the same things apply here
1: yeah and it's all uh, still unfolding against this backdrop of very disturbing political instability. You know, we've been so betrayed and we're so tired. And it's it's incredibly destabilizing and disheartening and depressing and all those things to realize that it's not over. We can't let our guard down. And how how do you negotiate all of those things at the same time? And um, I'm not sure you can because it's all it makes it even harder to draw the line. Okay, what is what is what is a reaction to what's really going on in the world and what is the the knock on effect of the isolation and the stress because of COVID and what is legitimate uh, psychiatric or psychological problem or physical problem? you know so we're still in this really uh, amorphous uh, what's the word i'm looking for um society or you know whatever i mean our lives are still really amorphous mm-hmm. sorry to be so eloquent but uh, because nothing settled and you know that was one of um when again when i was first writing the book proposal was in October. So it was before the election. And it was sort of a a write your own adventure. And, you know, I needed to make it clear to a prospective publisher that I had a good idea either way. But the truth of the matter is that Joe Biden have lost, had lost. I'd be in Tahiti or something.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. uh, And I, I remember you and I having a discussion Early on, when this was still, you know, when we were still in the middle of it and how devastating it was to our psyches to have such an uncertain future, because you just brought up uncertainty, not to be able to make plans, not to be able to think, look forward to anything. We had nothing, literally zero to look forward to. And, you know, I think that that kind of in combination really sort of just adds to the, you know, the it's like a snowball effect, you know, but. You know, this book also talks about how, you know, that trust relationship, whether you have it with another individual or whether you have it with the institutions that govern your country, how we have to heal in order to build that trust back that we have with these institutions that we've relied on for so long.
1: Well, yeah, it's a terrible problem not to have faith in things you've always had faith in. And one of the worst things about the last Four eight, five years is is the ease with which that instability became you know was was injected into the system uh which again though leads us should lead us to believe that it's been going on for a very long time, but a lot of us have the luxury of not paying attention and that's another that's another aspect of this that you know I'm pretty sure most Black Americans underst- have understood this forever. Yeah. So I think it, it gives us an opportunity to recognize that, but it also gives us a chance to um, re- reimagine. I don't think rebuilding is, we can't rebuild something that's, that's uh, if the foundation is essentially sand you know, and swamp. So, because, and why do we want to rebuild it anyway? We want to rebuild this incredibly unjust society. Uh, We want to rebuild something that doesn't work for a huge minority of us, or do we want to start over and say, listen, um, the American experiment is great, but it's never been realized. This isn't this has never been a democracy. So maybe we should start there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. uh, Political ease of doing that aside and, and, uh, you know, considering everyone who's going to make it as difficult as possible to do that, because the you know, the white men, white supremacists, they want that status quo. They're they're terrified of the, quote unquote, great replacement. It was the number one motivator for for the insurrection. And for Charlottesville and for all these, uh, you know, militant extremist white supremacist groups out there. And so it's it's going to be it's going to be a tough road. And, and in this new book, do you start to address how we can do
1: that? Yeah, but I'm going to. uh keep that a surprise.
0: No. Yeah. Let's not, let's not give that away just so that, you know, that's in the book, everyone that you need to get. (laughs) I just wanted to everyone to know it's.
1: I mean, if I could, in the most vague sense, uh, what I would say is we've got to stop pulling punches. Mm,
0: Yes, I concur. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me today and talking about this. And I want everybody to to go and get your copy of The Reckoning, Our Nation's Trauma and Finding a Way to Heal, Mary Trump. It's her second book here. The first one, Too Much and Never Enough, you're very familiar with. I think we just wrapped up the public playing of our, of our book series, which we, we actually wrapped last October, which was right around the time you were deciding to pen this new book. And so I'm so glad you did. And you're right, dude, fast track. Well done, because I started my book in March of last year and I don't even have a proposal ready to go. <laughs> You're already on the but show. That's,
1: that's, that's really, that's more what it's usually like. I think from writing the proposal to publication, I mean, sorry, the, the final draft, my first book took almost two years and I do not recommend it to anybody. Um, I'm still recovering. <laughs> so
0: Yeah, I was going to ask, I, I know not to ask how you are, but I kind of like genuinely want to know if if you're if you're recovering from from your <laughs> from your adventure of of completing a book in the fastest time possible.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, I am. But then you know, it's I'd say amorphousness. Am I recovering from that? Am I recovering from COVID? Am I recovering from the fact that like an idiot, I decided to move like a month after I finished the book. I landed in a pretty cool place though, so I'm not complaining.
0: Yes, yes, you did, and yeah. Why don't you just add? on top of hey you know what this isn't enough let's move as well (laughs) yeah i hope sebastian and the whole brood is settling in and i'm glad to see that this book is out and ready to go and i'm looking forward to reading it i haven't read it yet so i'm but i will and i'm sure i will devour it like i devoured your first book so i appreciate your time mary trump thank you so much
1: thanks ag it's great to be here
0: everybody stick around we'll be right back with the good news hey everybody it's ag for the daily beans We all put things off from time to time, but procrastinating about our health just adds to stress and that can snowball and make our health worse. So if you've been putting off seeing a doctor or if making an appointment feels like a chore or, you know, causes anxiety, Plush Care is here for you. They make it super easy to schedule an appointment to see a doctor and you can prioritize your health hassle free. Plush Care provides virtual doctor appointments through your smartphone or computer. I just pick a time that works for me and bam, book an appointment right online. Super simple. With PlushCare, I can be diagnosed, treated, and even have prescriptions sent to my pharmacy of choice if I need to, all within minutes. PlushCare accepts major insurance carriers, and it's available in all 50 states, and the doctors really care. They're here to help by discussing treatment options and providing prescriptions as you need them, and they're available anytime I have questions. I found using PlushCare to be such a pleasant experience super easy, very user friendly, incredible customer service. It was so easy to schedule an appointment that was convenient for me. I felt immediately comfortable and confident with my provider, too. Plush care makes it easier than ever to take care of yourself inside and out. So start your membership today. Go to plushcare.com slash dailybeans to start your free 30-day trial. That's plushcare, P-L-U-S-H-C-A-R-E dot com slash dailybeans for a free 30-day trial. Plushcare.com slash dailybeans. And today's episode is also brought to you by stamps.com. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely hate wasting time and I hate wasting money. One great shortcut that allows you to avoid waiting in lines and wasting precious time and hard-earned cash is Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, I never have to go to the post office. Mailing and shipping online is a breeze. They allow you to mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer, wherever it is. You can send letters, ship packages, and you pay a lot less with discounted rates from the postal service and UPS and more. Stamps.com has saved businesses thousands of hours and tons of money. You get all the services at the post office and UPS all in one place. Plus, you get big discounts, bulk discounts on mailing and shipping rates. I am a huge fan. Their service is so smooth and efficient. It is a must-have for any business of any size. With Stamps.com, you get discounts of up to 40% off post office rates and up to 62% off UPS shipping rates. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving you time and money. It's no wonder nearly 1 million small businesses already use Stamps.com. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk, no risk. And with our promo code Daily Beans, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial. Plus, they'll send you some free postage and they'll even send you a digital scale. There are no long-term commitments or contracts required. You just go to Stamps.com, click on that little microphone at the top of the homepage, and then type in Daily Beans, all one word. That's Stamps.com and promo code dailybeans. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news.
2: Well, we'll on. Good news is on the way.
0: If you have any good news you want to submit or a confession from quarantine or corrections, if I make a mistake, misheard song lyrics, shared swears, find the cat, whatever it is, anything you want to play or a new game you want to suggest, you do that by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact, I'm going to go ahead and kick us off with a submission from Hell. Let's do it. H E L pronouns she and her. Hello, ladies. My husband turned me onto your podcast during the dark quarantine days. My commute is long and my brain needs food. You do amazing analytical work. Thank you. I think your find the cat segment may be mislabeled. The feline function is called catouflage. Ew. <laughs> our kitties do it with various degrees of success below see examples provided by ovinik a very in varying degrees of catouflage. ovi is our old man the alpha of our menagerie he's in charge of keeping in line or hiding from two dogs and a kitten turned 18 pound menace <laughs> adopted by one of said dogs and a lizard none of these photos probably rank above eight on a 10 point scale for invisibility but he tries hard look the kitty (laughs) sitting next to toothless from disney's how to train your dragon like you can't see me look we're the same
2: oh my god God, that's really
0: funny funny. oh that yeah i can barely see him on the on the pillow there oh that Uh, one's a little easier (laughs) he's clearly visible on the pink couch oh my god so cute oh my goodness thank you so
2: much for the submission this next one's from anka Our dear Anka, pronoun she and her, just before I G went on her vacation, I went with my youngest daughter on a road trip from Silicon Valley area up along the Northern California coast, then the Oregon coast, then to Portland for a few days, and then back South via Crater Lake. Oh my God. This was the best thing we could have done. It was great in that one. I, not my dear husband, was in charge, proving to myself that all in my family that yes, I actually can organize the shit and be just fine. (laughs) Two, after a horrific year of online learning for my high school-aged girl, where the failings of lousy teachers were magnified, making for a terrible academic year. She struggled through the best she could, but it did take its toll on her emotionally. So this trip was like a breath of fresh air to her bruised and battered psyche. I don't even know how they did it, AG, honestly. And we were able to spend some lovely bonding time together and create some fun memories. Yay! I have no idea why I haven't thought to do this before, but I suspect I will plan more in the future. Highly recommended to everyone. Anyway, I guess it's kind of sort of a good new submission, but feels more like a quote moment of gratitude. And I feel like screaming at the top of my voice just because submission. No pets of my own for pot tax. The family keeps me more than busy, but I am submitting the pics of some adorable cuties available at the Silicon Valley Humane Society. Oh, and a picture of my latest creative endeavor. Love you ladies. Oh, and Anka has clearly been painting rocks and they're actually quite beautiful. They're very oh, yes. sweet. And oh, there's three cats that you can see that are up for adoption <gasps> and they're beautiful.
0: Layla and Piper look just like boobs, by the way. And then there's Alice. Oh my God, they're so adorable. They and those are. will be in the show notes. You can adopt them if you're in the Silicon Valley area. And I love the rock painting. My goddaughter and her mom, my best friend, paint rocks and then just leave them in people's yards. It's so rad. Oh my goodness. I love these. Oh my gosh. Asylum is a human right. Immigrants are welcome. Water is life. I love these. Science is fact. <laughs> oh, these are good. Love is love. Justice for everyone. Black Lives Matter. In this house, we believe, and we believe is in rainbow colors. Oh, I love it so much. Oh, my God. And I'm looking at this photo and dying inside from the cuteness. Okay. Okay. From MK, from Atlanta, pronouns she and her. Hi, I've been listening to the pod since the beginning of more. She wrote, here's a pod pet with a holiday cheer. No need to guess the breed. Jax is the cutest, most misbehaved, loving doggo I've ever had. Thanks for everything you ladies do.
2: Look at the feet. Look at the floofs on the feet. And (laughs) they're like ballerina feet. Um.
0: And then also she says, P.S. Any recommendations on how to celebrate my 25th? next month so if anyone wants to write in with any recommendations on for mk from atlanta on what she can do on our 25th write them in send them to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact and we will take those recommendations and read them on the air for you mk perfect
2: all right i got this one this one's from hi ting. First syllable is high ting for syllables pronounced hi good i did that right hello leguminati glorios, feminine plural Last week, a listener suggested donating frequent flyer miles to women in Texas who might not be able to access safe abortion. This inspired me to tell you about an organization started by some amazing friends of mine in New York City area. Bridget Alliance arranges and funds travel for women who are seeking abortions but do not have access to their states or locations. This is awesome. Although it is terrible that such an organization is necessary, it's wonderful that it exists. I can't believe it took me so long to think of sharing this with your amazing community of listeners. It seems like a cause that many of us would be eager to support. The Bridget Alliance website is bridgetalliance.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E.org. Now for pet tax, I submit another photo of Ejui. What do you think? Ejui? Igwe? Ejui? Floor monster. Floor monster. So over the summer <laughs> heat. Oh my God.
0: Oh, he is. Look he at it. It's also oh. a big kitty. That's a very big kitty. he has got a big man face, too. <laughs> That's so cute. Always makes <laughs> me giggle. Difference. It will always make me giggle. <laughs> because of that first time, you don't know what a man cat face is. <laughs> <sighs> oh, those are good times. All right. Finally, from Tim, he, him, they, them. Hello, Beans Queens. I've been listening since the kitchen days and I've heard every episode. Thank you for all you do to keep some perspective, truth and sanity in our world. Thank you, Tim. Like many people, 2020 was an absolute shit show for me. The worst of it was that we lost my mom in July of that year. I'm, I'm writing to you on the one year anniversary of her passing. My mom worked for the Arizona Department of Insurance and ran the health policies division for a while. She did many great things, advocating for people who weren't being treated fairly by insurance companies, and she helped punish and regulate those companies. I didn't learn this until after her passing, but she was one of the people who worked to have all newborns automatically covered on their parents' insurance for 90 days from birth. Before that, any children born with disease or defect would forever have a pre-existing condition. Oh, wow. Thanks to my mom and others, that changed. Despite being 80 and born and raised in conservative Arizona, my mom was a liberal lion and taught us well. She was a proud supporter of Planned Parenthood and took me to register to vote the day after my 18th birthday. I'm in love with her. On her last day, not really being able to get out of bed and feeling very weak, mom asked for her mail in ballot and made her choices for our primary election. We mailed her ballot that day and she was gone the next morning. Oh my God. Two months later, When RGB passed, I sent my brother a single word text. Fuck. He wrote back, at least mom didn't have to see this. Mom was a huge fan of RGB and even kept an RGB finger puppet around the house (laughs) so she could chat with her from time to time. When we later recounted this exchange to my mom's closest family member and friend, she replied to our comment about mom not having to see it with, no, she was there to meet her. God, Jesus. I'm not a big believer in a concrete notion of the afterlife. But that thought makes me happy because I know they would get along famously and it reframes what is tragic and what is good. And in an attempt to do the same and actually make this a good news submission. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Here's what's good about all this. She was my mom. She was my mom. And she changed the world by thinking about other people and how they were treated unfairly and what we could do to change that. She was an amazing grandma to my son and he got to spend enough time with her that he will always remember. Come 2022, every last person better get out and vote. If mom could do it on her last day and help flip Arizona, then everybody can. Please, everyone, honor her memory every year and vote. Her birthday was in November. So every time you vote, consider it a gift for Mary, my mom.
2: (sighs) I thought I was going to keep it together until the end. Tim, thank you so much for that submission. I'm so, so sorry you lost her, but she sounds like she was absolutely incredible and obviously raised a very good human. Oh, my God. All right, Tim, I'm going to go call my mom. Oh I know. I spoke with mine earlier today. <laughs> I needed it, too. Oh, goodness. Whew. Everyone right now, I mean, seriously, if your mom is still alive, if she's someone you talk to and she's passed on, just give a call, tell her you love her. Dad's, too. You okay, my friend? Yes, I'm okay. Okay.
0: And if you have anything you want to submit to us, if you have any stories, please send them in by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. And if you'd like to become a patron, it's three bucks a month. That gives you access to all of my shows, all the shows that we do. You can do that in the same place, dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Tim, thank you so much for that incredible submission and much love to you and your family and to your mom. She sounds like an amazing person. I remember when my mom took me as a, as a kid, uh, whenever time she would vote, she would take me to the polls. Remember, it used to be like these wooden boxes with like cloth curtains that you'd have to yeah. go into. Like it, <laughs> and now we just have sort of these cardboard stands and I'm like, cheap. Oh, no. <laughs> but um, I, I really, I, that submission really, really touched me. And, I, and thank you for, for putting it down and sending it into us. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here, Dana? I think that uh, is a good, a good message to end on. So no, not today. Yeah, I can't top that either. Uh, much love to your mom, Mary, and everyone in November. Remember to vote as a gift to her. Until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been Allison Gill. And I've been Dana Goldberg. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane